up next on Inside the SCCA, having fun with cars in Alaska. Our guest today, Terrence Pearson. He is living in Anchorage, Alaska, although he's originally from Tennessee. He is a member of the Arctic Alaska region. Did you know it was an Arctic Alaska region, folks? I did. Haven't ever met or talked to anyone who raced there, but that's what we're going to do today. Uh, He's been up there since 2012. He was the past regional secretary of the region. He is an autocrosser previous autocross program chair road rally program chair now he's just a member in air quotes he's also the solo safe steward trainer for his region Uh, he's been to the solo nationals twice he currently runs a 2015 cayman s in a stock expert class and he is also run in the stock all-wheel drive raleigh cross classes as well he's retired from the u.s army thank you for your service and welcome terrence how are you Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited about it. So, you know, fun with cars is not something I hate that term, by the way, because it's gotten a bad name. But I love the term because that's why we do this. We like to have fun with cars. Right. But it's universal. It's universal whether you're from Tennessee. It's universal whether you're in Wisconsin, whether you're out here in, in the Cal- Southern California car culture or whether you're in Anchorage, Alaska. I suspect, though, that in some places in the world, it's easier than other places. Talk about with us what it's like to be a car guy in Alaska. It's not as bad as everybody kind of would think it would be. Uh, awesome. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you've you've got a sh- okay. Summer season is a short season. I mean, you know, um, but you know, we drive our cars year round up here, so. Right. Uh, you know, and we put events on throughout the year. Uh, so I guess for, for me, I, I kind of look at it and say that, um, you know, you make it what, what it is. I mean, we've got a, we've got a neat car culture up here. I mean, you know, Alaska's part of the Pacific Rim. So we've got, uh, uh, very, very, very diverse population up here. So, um, you know, a lot of import guys, a lot of import gals, uh, the, I guess the, the thing for SCCA um, you know, the SCCA in Alaska, it, it got started really actually as a, as a, uh, road rally, uh, sure. region. Uh, I mean, it started back in 89. Um, so, and with, pri- I guess prior to that, I guess I could, I I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the Alaska sports car club, which was originally, that's kind of, it's been around since the fifties and right. they actually, uh, I mean, if you look back and you look at what, the the sports car club did up here not the part of the secca but the sports car club i mean we had the fur ronde grand prix which was on the streets of anchorage during the winter time uh for for years and years and years until it just became uh really difficult to to do but you know in 80 89 uh the region got cranked up and uh was a road rally region and over the time over time they've uh you know we've we've held almost we, we've held all the programs we've did uh road rally we've done solo we've done uh rally cross uh actively right now i mean our solo program and our uh our rally cross program are, are super active our road rally program is not as near as active as it was in the past but you know we still try to do at least a, a, a rally a year 
Uh, usually the, the interesting thing about the rally, this one rally that we're doing now pretty much, and we've done it for the last three years is the winter year ender, which is the last, uh, last weekend of, uh, of the year. And it's, uh, uh, you know, every year that we've done it, it's been, uh, pretty heavy snowfall and, uh, we have some, some neat roads to drive up here. So, so we do try to, try to, to, to support all the disciplines, but, you know, it seems like over the years we, we, we of course, we don't have a, a purpose-built uh, road course up here. Um, so uh, for us, that part of, uh, of, of sports cars is, is difficult for us. Um, very few folks have, have wheel-to-wheel cars. Uh, there's some that still do race with the Lions Club, which is now the sports car club, uh, uh, Lions Club. But uh, for SCCA, we, we devote our time mostly to uh, solo, autocross, and uh, rallycross, and then the, the road rally every once in a while. Sure, so, sure. And, and we push that throughout the year. You know, it's interesting because I know there's a huge uh, military population presence in Alaska. There's been for years. It's a it's a key area in the country because, you know, from Alaska, you can see Russia from your backyard, apparently. Um, and and so and and cars and military personnel going fast has been something that's been part of the culture for a long, long time. And, and early in the SCCA's life, a lot of races were run on airport runways on, on, on military bases. So I not surprising at all that there's a lot of folks up there who love their cars and that kind of thing. So, so how, how much, how much of the year is dry tarmac to be able to go find parking lots to do like a solo? Okay, so for for us, our season for for autocross, we'll we'll, we'll stick with autocross. Um, our season for autocross, usually we're scheduling our first event uh, May, the first usually the first week of May. Sometimes we try to push it as as early as the last week of April, but but it's real difficult. I mean, at that point, you still got parking lots that are. There that still have snow and you know pushed and piled into the corners and and you know they use we use gravel up here so you know gravel uh, end up having to do a lot of sweeping so usually May is when we get cranked up uh, and we will run through uh, okay. mid September so it's only maybe six or eight weeks shorter of a season than let's say Wisconsin or Minnesota honestly. No, I mean, because I mean, because for us, I think, uh, you know, we this this season we had eight events um, okay. and and we in seasons past, I mean, like f- four years ago, I think we had 16 events. Wow. I mean, we had eight weekends and we would do, do double headers every every weekend, Saturday and Sunday. It was a Saturday sure. and Sunday. Um, and I don't know, it's just like anywhere else that, that this SCCA is at. I mean, you end up having, you know, our membership's about 105, 110 members and, you know, you end up having about 10 to 15, 10 to 20%. Usually it's probably about 10% of folks that actually carry the, the weight of, you know, executing events. So sure. you know, you're 12 people that, that end up doing a lot of the work. So on a 16 event, you know, an eight weekend double header, it, it got tough. So we kind of backed it off this year. We, we did eight events. Um, and, you know, unlike, so, so, so to answer your question, you know, our season May to mid September. Um, and then of course, what we usually do is as soon as we roll out of September, 
to October, you know, we call that our shoulder season. And then we go right into rallycross. So we've got four events scheduled. We had our first event two weekends ago uh, for rallycross. Uh, we'll do probably do about four events between now and December. And then okay. we transition over to ice on Big Lake. Nice. Uh, so Big Lake freezes. I mean, just like Minnesota or yep. Wisconsin, uh, our, one of the lakes that we have out there uh, freezes over. Um, and we end up, uh, basically we share responsibilities for building out the, the location where we usually do the events out there, uh, with, with the sports car club, cause they do rubber to ice and super stud classes for racing. So they, they okay. build a course. And then we basically use the same facility or same area for our rally across the rest of the season. Uh, so, you know, so, and we'll do that until the ice starts breaking up and, you know, you're talking about in the, about the, in the first of March. Okay. So from March to about April, May, then there's kind of a like, okay, we got to get our stuff together for, for, uh, autocross season again. And, and, you know, the circus starts over, um, it, venues, I mean, I could talk a little bit about venues. It, it's sure. kind of difficult for us. I mean, we're the biggest state in the United States and, uh, but trying to find, um, you know, trying to find a place to hold events is just very, very difficult. You know, we've been lucky that uh, Alaska Raceway Park uh, is a uh, multi-purpose facility. It has a drag strip. Uh, it's what it started out as. And then uh, three years ago, they built an, an it's basically a NASCAR sanctioned oval hmm. uh, at ARP. You can go to their website and check it out. It's, they're just awesome. But they, they host us for the first event. Usually we have an event in probably July and then one at September, our closing event. We hold it there and we, we set up our course on their, uh, their drag strip pit area. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good place. Uh, we use a lot of the, the school, school systems, uh, facilities like Anchorage School District. Uh, we will lease their uh, one of their parking lots, uh, a high school called Bartlett High School, but it's a small, small place. Uh, we'll, we'll lease uh, parking lots uh, down in uh, Soldotna, uh, Alaska, down south. And, and the distances are, you know, you're talking a couple, you know, a couple hundred miles, uh, 150 miles down to Soldotna from Anchorage. We've done events in, in, in Fairbanks and we had a great site up there. But the, it was the uh, uh, the Carlson Center, which is basically a uh, an arena, uh, small a small arena. I mean, you know, it, it, we're not huge. Like uh, it's not like Qualcomm Stadium or anything. Like sure. That. But uh, you know, they uh, the weather's horrible, and so they this, they had some uh, funding that came available, and they put uh, uh, head bolt heater block heaters for uh, for. Uh, plugins for cars to to be able to plug in and basically just took that only parking lot that we had in Fairbanks and uh and just you know just ruined it i mean we can't use it at all now because so 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 for the people in southern california or in houston or in sebring an engine block heater is exactly what it is it's it's a little thing that you plug your car in to the wall literally and it's not charging a battery it, it has an, uh, a heater that goes into i believe they put it into the, like one of the freeze plugs uh, typically on the block 
Um, and, uh, and when I went to school in Minnesota, you'd plug your car in at night, it would get down to 14 degrees below zero, 25 degrees below zero. And you'd wake up in the morning and you, you turn the key and it would start over just like it was 50 degrees outside. So, exactly. um, and so for us, you know, the venue piece becomes a challenge. I mean, we have military facilities up here, but I mean, and we have quite a few airfields, but you know, trying to crack that nut to be able to get on to the facility yeah. to be able to do it. Uh, one, one venue that we do have, it's, it's a place called Tanacross. It's actually a World War, uh, World War II airfield um, it's a facility that was basically used when they moved uh, new planes from manufactured in the United States uh, to, to Europe and to the, the Pacific Theater uh, and over to Russia. Uh, the they used Tanacross Airfield as the uh, I guess the staging point to move those aircraft over, and we use that facility, but it's six and a half hours from Anchorage. Sure. And so for an autocross, for us to do an autocross there, it's it's awesome because it's huge and it's you know we can put together some legitimate uh, you know comparable size to you know solo nationals size courses uh but you know we 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 do have a different style of autocross up here i think i mean our courses are very small they're technical they're tight um you know we'll have i mean we'll have for an event you know for an autocross event we'll usually we have we'll do eight runs um you know a more we'll do a morning set and an afternoon set um four in the morning four in the afternoon you know, in some courses, I mean, they've been as short as 35 seconds, you know, 35 sure. seconds, but they're very, very technical. Uh, and then, of course, some some events we have, you know, close to 60 second courses that are that are a little bit more open, a little quick, a little faster. And uh, but, you know, it, it you know, it works out. I mean, we have we have good season. We have great competition. I think we have some of the best drivers in the in the nation. It's just it's just very difficult for us to get out of Alaska and get down south to uh, to actually participate in some. I mean, if you want to talk uh, the tour, uh, you know, or any of the pro solo events. I mean, we just we just we just can't do it. We just don't have the people. Sure. Our, our usually have about on a on a on a big event. You know, we'll have probably 40, 40, 40 competitors. Uh, on average, uh, an autocross on a weekend will probably be about 30, you know, 28 to 30. Uh, but, you know, we, we through the season, I was kind of looking at some statistics trying to go back. And it, it looked like individual competitors for the season, you know, it was well over 100 different people throughout our season came to an SCCA event and actually competed for, for, mm. for autocross. Uh, and we had this year, we had 24 that qualified because the way we, we do our qualification for points for the, the championship season is um, we kind of built a, a developmental program. We're kind of proud of it because, well, I mean, it's, it's probably nothing new, but you know, we don't run by, I mean, we run, we use SCCA rules for classing and we use the packs, uh, you know, uh, packs index for, for packsing just like anywhere else. Sure. Uh, but what we do is we, you know, we've, we've, split it up into having a, a novice class, an open class, and an expert class. And and the 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 classes in and ladies. Uh so 
And of course, ladies, they can double dip because they can run ladies class and they can run either novice or open or expert. Sure. Uh, but what we've done is we, we, we base it on a thousand point system. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, what we do is, you know, we'll allow novices to run novice all year long uh, unless they uh, score 930 or more in, th in three events. If they score 930 or more in three events, then they get bumped up into open class. So it's, it's kind of a developmental program that, right. that pushes them, uh, you know, if they're, if they're competing at a higher level, then they get put into a higher level. But uh, the same thing goes for season championship. If you run a novice, you win the novice championship, you get bumped into open the next year. Right. If you're open, you win the open championship for the season, you get bumped into expert. Uh, and and it, it's worked out well. I mean, we've got uh, – you know, about this past year, it looks like about there were seven of us in expert, looks like about 10 in open and, you know, about 12 or 13 in, in novice that qualified. So that's running, you know, if we've got an eight event season, it's running half of the events plus one event. So you had to run five events to qualify. You, sure. You took your, your you took, uh, and if you run all eight of them, then, then you take your best five events. Right, right. That's great. And that's that's the way we build out our, our championship season for the autocross. And it, it just works great because the competition's really good in the open and novice. It's not right. You know, people aren't just getting blown out of the water by the guys or gals in, in expert class. You know, and that just kind of takes some of the fun out of it. It puts it puts, uh, you know, competition at each level and, and it goes on for all all summer long. So. Right. Right. Enjoy so. It. So let's talk about cars, okay? Because yep. you know, I, I saw here you you race a Cayman. I don't think Cayman in Alaska. <laughs> you know, what, what's the type of cars that you get at your events? I mean, what's popular? What works because it's Alaska, or does it matter? Uh, I would say, on average, I mean, if you look at our uh, registration for our events for autocross, you're you're talking actually a street ends up being one of the, probably the, the, I mean, quite a few Corvettes, uh, Corvettes. I mean, I got the Cayman, uh, super street. I mean, you know, you got a couple of guys that are running Teslas, um, that are, that are very competitive. Um, wow. you, you would think there's a few Miatas, but not a lot. I mean, compared to like the lower 48, I mean, it seems like you go to some events down there and there's Miatas everywhere. Quite a few Subaru. I mean, Subaru naturally, sure. I mean, uh, they're going to be popular because it's a crossover car. I mean, you can run it in, in, in the summer and autocross and you can run it in rallycross and, you know, in right. the winter. Um, but, you know, not a, it's not a lot like, unlike anywhere else in the lower 48. I mean, mostly street classes and I guess you'd call a uh, street and street touring classes. Right. Uh, I mean, we, we have very few folks that trailer cars for, you know, there's no X, X prepared cars or no, right. You know, F mod, we, we know Lotus super sevens. <laughs> yeah, we could, uh, I mean, we, we have, uh, I know of a couple of guys that have, uh, super sevens, but you know, for our, our events, you're talking, well, let's see, probably maybe two or three Porsches, um, of a various, I mean, like I said, I'm running a Cayman. I've got a buddy that he's got a Cayman, uh, another buddy, he just picked, he's got a, he's just picked up a GT3. Uh, but like for me, I mean, you know, over the last, probably seven years, you know, I've went through RX-8, Z06 Corvette, uh, Fiesta ST, 
uh, a WRX, uh, the, the, and the Porsche. I mean, those are, I've, I've ran multiple, I mean, different cars almost every season. The Porsche has been the car that I've ran two, two, two seasons in SCCA. And I think one season in Porsche club. And that's the other thing too. Porsche club has a really uh, good program for autocross up here. Uh, as opposed to like a lot of Porsche clubs down in lower 48, they allow others to come because they just couldn't make it without it. Right. Uh, so, so what happens is you have most of the, the autocrossers in the SCCA also cross over and run the Porsche club events. So, you know, we have eight events for SCCA Porsche club ends up having five or six events. Then, you know, that pretty well gives you quite a few opportunities sure. for to be able to compete. That's uh, awesome. We do program. Uh, we do schools. I mean, we've done, uh, we've done starting line school up here. Uh, Annie Gill, uh, came up and John Hunter, they came up and, and taught our starting line school. I guess it was probably two years ago, 20, 2019. Right. Uh, and then, you know, we do a school. If, if we can't get starting line school up here, you know, we do an internal school developmental school for folks that haven't done it for the first time and, and kind of at least give them some, some, you know, this is how, this is, this is what you can expect. Uh, and, yeah, it works out pretty good for us. I think uh, we've been looking at potentially doing, uh, you know, doing an Evo school. I, I, we, you know, COVID kind of put a kibosh on a lot of things that we had planned in 2020. Uh, but you know, we pushed on. I mean, we actually it was kind of interesting. We were we were the first we were we were the first region in the United in SCCA to run an event uh, in the in 2020. For Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. It, of course, like I said, we're Alaska. So it's it's it was a little easier for us because you know, fewer people and less right. on. But um yeah, so I, I think for cars, like I said, you know, it's just everything. I think uh you know, we have a big I mentioned the Pacific Rim piece. Uh you know, huge import scene up here right. in, in Alaska. Um so that's one. That's been one of the things that we've tried to figure out how to how to break into is how to get, you know, how to get the that next the generation, you know, the the sixteen to twenty four year old that's out there now that's building um, import drift cars, cars. That, yeah, drift cars, and they're just in love with uh, in love with the you know everything J spec, right? I, you know, I, I'm I you know I'm fifty five years old, so. But you know, hey, I mean, my first car was a Datsun, you know, right? Datsun seven ten. I I still I'm a Honda guy, so I love it exactly. So, you know, it's just you know, it's the same guys and gals now. Uh, and I think of the biggest problem that I think is 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 dropping is the ego part because I mean, you know, when you show up at an autocross, they've got a clock, you know, they've got timing lights and you know, you, you're going to go out there and it's something you've never done and it's hard. And, and the thing is, there's so much risk of, uh, of exposing yourself to not being <laughs> as, uh, as good as you, as you, as you let on, like you, you know, that you, that you are up here in your head. You That's know? right. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we try to, to reach out to them and, and we, we have, a. Uh, we have an event every year called the the uh, Rev Alaska, which brings together all kinds of. Uh, it's show. It's a car show. It's a uh, 
you know, we run an autocross event at it. They do side-by-side racing. They have a whole lot of things going on in this one. It's in Wasilla, which is just outside of Anchorage. Okay. But uh, that's usually a big event for us because a lot of exposure. Uh, we, we use it as a, um, a charity event. We, we usually take, uh, you know, we will, uh, we'll take what, you know, that the, the proceeds from that, uh, goes to a charity and, uh, it's been kids covered for the last few years. And, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a neat event, but it does give folks a lot of, uh, they, they see us doing something that they don't necessarily do, which gives them, uh, Hey, maybe I can come out and do it. So, right. Uh, right. Yeah. I always love the idea of, especially with, well, with the whole club, but solo in particular, you know, you're in a parking lot where anyone can almost always you know, walk up and look over the look over people's shoulders. A lot of times you're going to see your 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 street Mustangs and your Honda Civics. And and then you'll you'll, there's always something exotic that shows up, which is cool to look at. But people will look at that and say, you know, I got a Civic that I drove up here and why why the heck can't I do it? Or I've got a, a, a Miata or fill in the blank car name here. And, you know, as long as it's not too high of a center of gravity, pretty much everybody can come and have a little bit of fun doing it. And I think, you know, solo is one of the best recruiting tools we have. And, and one of the things that I find interesting in, in like your area, and we, we, I talk with Hayward Wagner for a podcast. He's the guy who runs the solo programs for SCCA. Hayward knows me. <laughs> and he and I talked about this. I love it. As a thought process, you know, a lot of people who are road racers look at solo as, well, this is how we get people into the club to then go road racing. And and when we stop thinking about this as that and as something where people could spend their entire lives in our club doing solo and be happy. And we should be encouraging those folks and, and, and giving them big hugs and saying, it's okay if you, if, if it's not even okay, it's awesome. If solo's your thing and you never want to go to the racetrack and do, you know, and, and become a road racer, that's awesome. And, and you've got regions who are doing nothing but solo programs, even in the lower 48. And, and a lot of that is because there aren't enough purpose-built racetracks everywhere that people love cars, you know? So, and, and frankly, it's less expensive to go run solo if you're doing it in a street class versus anything else on, on, on a road course. So, uh, and if those folks do graduate to do something, you know, on the road race side or a track day or whatever, that's great too. Uh, but I, I love talking with folks who are just solo people and, and they love it and they're passionate about it. And it doesn't matter where you are, even in Alaska, you can have this. Yeah. I think, I mean, I like, uh, you know, I like, I like supporting all of our programs. Uh, well, okay. I, I would almost say uh, not, not having, I mean, I would love to road race. I would, I would, I mean, I'm not in a place where I have the ability to, to do it. I mean, uh, I don't know if, you know, uh, Jim Weedenbaum, you know, Jim at all? No. He was in the Pacific Northwest. He was our, uh, he was the divisional uh, for, for us here. in you know, I guess it was probably seven years ago or something like that. And he, you know, road racer, uh, you know, and, and for, for us up here to do any kind of road racing, we have several of our members will, will fly off and go down and do, uh, you know, I guess you'd call it what the lemons or the sure. car events and they have fun. They, they really do. Uh, but 
you know, for just by and large for, for normal people, I mean, trying to, trying to say, say to go to, I mean, I tried to look at maybe going to, to, to make it to the runoffs, you know, and, and, you know, it, for somebody in Alaska to, to be able to go to the runoffs, I mean, it's, it's a high, it's tough. I mean, number one, you got to go down, you're going to have to run events to qualify. You know, you're basically renting a car. You're not going to have your own car. So you're going to be renting a car. You're going to be, you know, tracing around somewhere either in the, the, either in the Pacific Northwest or on the West coast or flying back East and then running events there. And then, then ultimately hopefully being able to get there. And I mean, I penciled it out and I mean, you're talking 25, 35, $40,000 just right. to try to try to, to get to runoffs. And, you know, you know, it's just, that's just too tough to do. So, you know, I think, you know, I, I love watching, I mean, I'm a motorsports guy and I've always been a motorsports guy. Uh, but, you know, this is, this is doable. I mean, uh, solo is doable. Rallycross is doable. I mean, I've, right. I've, found that I've started enjoying, but I like supporting all those programs. And, and like I said, road rally, I, you know, that's one of the things that this kind of, I don't want to say is a, you know, it's a thorn in my side is that, you know, our region was such a, you know, such it had a great uh, road rally program some things went on in the region, which basically just like, you know, any, it's, it's just like any region that, that kind of drove some of those folks off. And, uh, but man, I, I, we really, there's a lot of people up here that could, that, you know, that, that enjoy just going out and doing drives or, you know, we did, we did quite a few, you know, GTA events, uh, but, you know, you have, you know, for right now, the issue that we have for our road rally program is like for TSD events, I know, you know, Richta coming up with the Richta app and I, I think that's awesome, but we just, we just don't have anybody in our active in our club now that has experience to be able to do, to do uh, TSD rallies to the level that they, they really deserve to be right. done. Uh, so I always thought that I kind of I'm into doing extreme things. Yep. You know, I like to I like to, you know, I'm 51 and I've got a plan mapped out to do an Ironman triathlon in a couple of years. Okay. You know, I, I've I'm a big guy. I need to lose a bunch of weight. It's just, but I, I like the idea of doing extreme things. I saw, always thought it'd be cool because you guys have, you know, a, a portion of your year where you have daylight for what? Almost 24 hours. Um, and, and I always thought it would be cool to do like a hybrid event where you'd have like a six hour road rally in the morning and then a solo in the afternoon and then another six hour road rally into the evening and find a way to put a point structure together. You start hanging around me. It's like these ideas. So, so this is, this is, this is the event. So I've, I wanted, so if you look it up, you can go look up Whittier. Whittier, Alaska is a town. It's, it's one of the, if you look, I think they call it one of the most remote towns in the United States. So basically to get to Whittier, Alaska, you got to go through a tunnel. All right. The tunnel, it, it, you know, it goes, it was a railroad tunnel and Whittier was an old military base uh, for like a port. Uh, but, you know, I always wanted exactly what you said. I mean, I always thought that it would have been awesome to start an event 
like down, uh, I, you know, say down on, in Homer. I mean, you know, from, from Homer to, to Fairbanks is, well, it's 300 miles from Anchorage to Fairbanks. So it's another two, so it's 500 miles, but, you know, do a road rally. Uh, and what I wanted to do was I wanted to, to block off the, they closed the Whittier tunnel at night. So I wanted to block off like the, the staging area to go through the tunnel and do a, do an autocross there and then come out of there or spend the night, get up next morning and, and, and drive to like say Palmer and then do a rally cross or, you know I mean? Some kind of a, so, so I was thinking, you know, if you did it over two days, you could almost get like a race across America, like a cannonball run feel to it. Yep. You know, where you could, you know, and you could like cross. I don't know if you can actually drive across the Arctic Circle at any, if it's even possible. Well, we could go but to Dead you, Horse. I mean, Dead Horse is all the way up on, you know, yeah, that's where they do the. So, uh, you know, and if you, if you, did, I swear to God, people would, would fly into to Anchorage, would rent a car to do this kind of thing. I bet you could get, if you were to do this over a couple of years, and I would love to be a helpful, helpful promoter of something like this, I bet you you could get three or 400 cars to do something like this, to go spend time in Alaska and play with cars. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's not SCCA related, and I know, I guess, you know, I've, I've kind of looked at, I mean, I'm a Porsche Club member too up here, and, um, you know, I, I've looked at uh, at approaching them to do a treffin i don't know if you keep track of how porsche club does some of their events you know they have mm-hmm. annually they they have the, this homecoming event they call uh, parade they move it all over the country and then you know but twice a year they do one they do things these things called treffin which basically you go there to this to some place they like resorts uh and you know they kind of you know do drives and things like that and i always thought that you know that i thought that folks would actually come to Alaska. I mean, once we get through this, you know, the pandemic and sure. I think we get back to normal, I think you'd see folks that would love to come. I mean, this is Alaska is kind of a bucket list thing for a while. It is. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and, and, you know, and if you, if you have the ability to be able to come up here and drive cars, I mean, dang, man, I mean, it, it would be an awesome thing. Yeah. I, I think uh, for us, we've done the USRC uh, a couple of times. Okay. So I think, uh, you know, that, that's neat, but but the USSR, USRC, it's awesome for road rallies, but like I said, it, it only just, it's just, it ends up becoming just road rallies. I think if you throw in, uh, you know, I think if you throw in the elements of, uh, of some road rally with the, uh, a competition of event, like, uh, like you said, like race across America. I mean, that, yeah, that make it kind of a, a, a multi-discipline. You said you had a drag strip there. You could, yep. you, we, you could take two, two or three runs on the drag strip is one of the events. Um, and, and, uh, I mean, you could literally do a cannonball run, call, call it a snowball run. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm a marketing guy. I love this kind of stuff. I mean, I think that would be fantastic. And it would be kind of like one of those destination events, like the June sprints or the runoffs or, or a cannonball run or, or the race across America. You had to figure out. uh, I think, you know, that that sweet spot is basically from about, you know, summer solstice is June, you know, 21st there, that, that in June. So you're talking, uh, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to look from the June to the July, August kind of time frame to stay out of the, 
Yeah, we want to stay out of we'd want to stay out of the business of uh, you know solo nationals. I mean, sure, we hope to go back to solo nationals at some point. I mean, we enjoyed it. We we actually, my wife and I, we told we we towed the uh, Cayman S down to eight and eighteen. Right, uh, right. From, from That's what I was going to ask you. It says here you were on the solo nationals twice. I was wondering if you took your car with you or you you used someone else's car when Seven, you got there. Okay, seventeen. I actually did a co drive in an E Street. Okay. Um, and then, uh, the following year we decided, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna go. So basically Becky and I loaded up, uh, we loaded up the Cayman in our in a 28 foot trailer behind our F-150. And we literally towed all the way to Lincoln ran. What, what's that tow? Tell me about that tow. <laughs> okay. You're talking, well, it'd been about 3,500 miles one wow. way, one way. Wow. Uh, I think it was seven days. We took, I think it was seven days on the road for us. Uh, each, each way? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so we drove literally this, 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 you're talking to a crazy person here. My <laughs> life is probably just crazy. So we literally drove 14 days worth of driving pretty much for, how much time on the track at the solos? It was a it was a little over a minute, I think, for each. So it's so it's three about six minutes each. So it's 12, 12 minutes worth of driving. You're like my brother from another mother. Dude, it was I would do the same thing. Dude, it was absolutely epic from from the from the perspective of being able to take our own car down there, represent Alaska in our region. It was the year that it rained like crazy. I mean, sure. it, it, it was, and actually what was cool, we were doing well. In the we actually, day one, it rained like mad. I was actually in the trophies in Super Street. That's when the Cayman was still in Super Street. So, you know, I, I could say, uh, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I think the, the, the crazy part about it, that, that, that first day, literally and it and it had i think a lot to do with the conditions that we end up having to deal with and drive right. in up here but everybody down there you know the the regulars at nationals were just like beside themselves and and we were just like okay it is what it is we're gonna get out there and we're gonna drive hard uh and and but we had a blast and and like i said uh you know we want to come back and try to try to go back and do it again but you know i don't know i don't know if i'd want to to haul the, the, the car back down again. It was, I mean, you know, when you really start looking at it from an economics perspective, yeah. it's just, it's just not, it doesn't make any sense other than that. We, it was cool to do it once. Uh, but sure. you're talking total. I think it was, so it was about 7,500 miles round trip. Wow. And uh, yeah. And I'm guessing you've made that drive down oh, yeah. into the 48 yeah. more than once so yeah. there's there yeah. was no there was no uh sexiness in that part of the road trip whereas for me I, i've never made the trip from the lower 48 to alaska so making that uh, drive for me i think would be epic it would it would be absolutely it, it's it's a it's a it's an absolutely incredible drive it's uh, the same i think i've i think i've done it seven seven times you know over the last 10 years yeah. i think um and, and you know the, the more you do it the more you get used to the where you know where you need to be when you're where sure. and things like that but but yeah i mean we did fine we we basically we we slept in our trailer every night uh you know all yeah. the way down 
all the way back. I, actually, I think we might have got a hotel room one night, but uh, but it, it, but it, it it worked out well for us. And uh, but you know, we yeah, had at a- some point you got to take a shower, or else you don't even want to sit like F one fifty seats apart from each other so so ha- getting a hotel in the middle to take a shower is a good idea yeah, yeah i think it was in like great falls montana or someplace like that <laughs> one of the united states but uh no, no i think uh you know nationals is is an amazing i mean have you been you've been to nationals yeah i have not been to solo nationals so oh. that's one of the things with the podcast i want to do is i want to take the podcast to every big event that we, our club does So, and, and I want to do both obviously as the podcast, but I want to participate in every event too. You know, I've been to the runoff several times. I haven't driven at the runoffs. That's on my bucket list. I've been to the June sprint. So I've done a lot of the road race stuff, but I haven't been to many of the bigger I've, I've raced in a couple of pro solos back when that first started that program. And I've done some road rallies. I want to do a press on regardless you know, right. which is, you know, obviously, and, and it's funny because I, I'm from that region, that, that area of the country, and I never did it. So I right. love to do that kind of thing. Uh, I but think, yeah, I think you, you would, you'll enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, so it's just, yeah, it's just a, it's just a, like Becky said, everybody's so inviting. I mean, it's just, it's like old home week for a lot of folks. I mean, you know, that was the thing, you know, I mean, it's a chance to get to, to meet, you know, I mean, I met, the first time I went down, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember why did I go to the first year? I don't, I, I, I wanted to go. I think it right. was the, I mean, I'd, I'd done well in the Fiesta ST that I had and I thought, well, Hey, I'm just going to go down there and just see what happens. So I got a co-drive in a, in the Miata and I mean, okay, it was just, uh, it was not a Fiesta ST. Uh, but the, uh, but, you know, met a lot of friends that first year and then, you know, carried through to year two until okay. still today. I mean, it's like, I don't know. You may know Darren Seltzer. I don't know if you know Darren at all. Darren, no. uh, actually, he ran. He, I like to say, he won at Indy. Uh, I mean, in the runoffs, he was running. Uh, uh, gosh, what class? I can't even remember what class it is. It's the one with the Scion FRS or in the FRS, whatever the class the Scion oh, runs. Uh, STU or something. Yeah. So you know, basically, you know, he. You know, I met him through. Actually, it was kind of interesting. He 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 ran at the runoffs. He won at Indy. Before that, he he was he ran solo and was a solo national champion in a Fiesta ST. That's how I got to know him because I was asking him for setup, car setup. And the thing is, now him and his wife, you know, they basically sold everything and and they're on a boat, you know, sailing around the world right now uh, uh, on a on a sailboat, you know. Uh, I think it's That's awesome. is the name of it. So, so, you know, you, you learn, you meet people and friends is just, it's just amazing. But I mean, there's a lot of us that, that sometimes we kind of think we would really like to be back down South, but uh, no, I mean, we're happy with, uh, I mean, our, what we do in Alaska now, I mean, I can't think of anything that, um, you know, that we would do up here, uh, you know, like I said, our rallycross program, I'm, I'm happy the way that it's turned out. We, we use uh, Alaska State Fairgrounds for our gravel portion. And like I mentioned, we do uh, the, uh, when we move to the, to the lake on the ice out at Big Lake. But uh, what's interesting there is, you know, you think, ah, oh, it's going to be these exact same people that ran in, in uh, solo for the season. But actually, it's a different group. Right. Uh, okay. I mean, it's, it's probably, there's probably, you know, probably 20. 
maybe 15% of the folks that run solo are the ones that actually that, that, that run rallycross. So, you know, it, yeah. it's nice to see those folks because you haven't seen them all summer because they didn't really, they don't have a car or they don't really want to come out and run solo. So you get to meet them and see them and run rallycross with them. Sure. Last question, because we're running up on the clock here. Um, How do you recruit new members in Alaska? Is it the same thing that we're doing here? I'm just curious, because that's always our thing is getting getting new folks involved. I think the I mean, the outreach is huge. I think, uh, you know, getting out and at least uh, getting in front of different groups. So I mentioned we set up uh, quite a few booths at, say, you know, we like like car events, the tuner crowd, you know, the tuner crowd has a thing called race, you know, and it's out at ARP in the summer. You know, we usually go out and set up in a, a booth there and, uh, you know, we'll 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 set some cars up and at least show there. We'll show cars at the car shows at uh, the, uh, you know, Rev Alaska. Uh, but I think one of the things for us, like for membership um, is, you know, we, we kind of you know, we've kind of come to the to the conclusion that the best way to get folks to to come out is, you know, we'll invite folks. I mean, folks will come out. They will come with family members or they'll hear about it. And 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 I'll tell you what, you know, the pandemic was horrible for being able to allow people to get into the cars and do ride alongs. Mm. And uh, sure. And, what once you get them in the car you know on the on the right hand side in the in the passenger seat it is totally t- changes their their perspective right. of what we do especially in in autocross and in rallycross too um and so you know we 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 push hard to try to to reach out and then of course like i said uh, you know trying to do some uh, you know charity work i mean i think that's that's always important so if you if you if you're able to get out in front of the community and say hey we're doing things that was one of the things you mentioned about the military really it's really kind of okay i spent 24 years in the army i retired out of joint base elmendorf richardson uh you know you have probably i don't know i think here at, at j bear between airmen and uh soldiers probably 12,000 it, you know, our membership has very few airmen and, uh, really? you know, I mean, I want to, I, I do this and I was, I'm a, a re- military retiree, um, and was on the U S army Alaska staff, but, but for some reason we just haven't been able to crack the nut of being able to get soldiers and airmen in. And that was, you know, I, I would, I, that's, I think that's one of the things that we probably at least as a region need to look at is, is how we could present that, uh, to, to the, uh, to, to, you know, well, I mean, you know, doing like, uh, uh, you know, street survival, right. Uh, Maybe doing what your charity event is a, you know, wounded warrior project kind of event that might be a way to get kind of a cross synergy. Yeah, I would, but I would love to be able to, to outreach, do better outreach for, for the, the service members here on J Bear and at, you know, up in Fairbanks because sure. you the Fort, uh, Air Force Base and Fort Wainwright up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, that and then street survival because, I mean, you have quite a few kids that drive cars up here. Uh, I mean, you know, we, contrary to popular belief i don't think the automobile is dead and there are new drivers that, that, sure uh but street survival exactly in the street survival 
program back in place would be something I think that would be good for us too. Yeah. Uh, and a winter one at that. There you go. Absolutely. I got to tell you, Terrence, it has been just a, a joy to listen to someone and talk with you. And, 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 and you've got the passion that all of us have. And it's, it's really cool. Now I, now I've got to get someone from Hawaii region on, you know, yeah. some, some of these exotic locations. And, and I look at Alaska as being an exotic location, by the way, well, my, my wife is a beach person. I'm a winter guy. So you've been um, here. I've not. So, I've not. So you need to figure out when you want to come, come and like I said, we'll, I mean, there's we'll figure it. There's lots of cars to pick from to drive. It, there's, yeah, Becky, my wife says there's lots of cars to pick from. You can come in the summer. You can come in the winter. Uh, but like I said, figure out, like I said, uh, you got my email. I mean, yep. dude, we, we need to stay in touch. That's awesome. It's awesome. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Inside the SCCA. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network so you won't miss an episode. It would also be great if you would leave a comment, especially if it's a good one. Uh, You can follow us on social media to find out who our next guest is and to leave us a question. On Twitter, it's at RacingWireNet. You can also catch us every week with a new episode of Inside the SCCA. Have an awesome time. Go play with cars. Remember, I'm Brian Belansky. This is Inside the SCCA, and you are listening to the Racing Wire podcast inside the scca is a presentation of the racing wire podcast network and rural 15 productions this podcast is not affiliated with endorsed or sponsored by the sports car club of america the views expressed within are those of the host and our guests and not that of the scca